my sister basically did the did the typical thing of like when are you going to bring a girl home? Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, shut up. Like, whatever. Like, was not interested. And she was like, or a boy. And I was like, oh. Hey there, and welcome to Reaching Out with Michael Constable. I'm your host, Michael, and Reaching Out is a podcast on a mission to make coming out easier through story sharing. Bom dia, everybody. I am recording this from Lisbon, Portugal. I just got here two days ago from Mexico City, and it's been really nice to be back. I haven't been here in about four years. Um, This is my third time here, though, and I find myself walking around the streets while I'm taking photos and kind of reflecting back on those previous visits and just noticing the differences between, you know, the city, because the city has changed a lot, but also like myself, because a lot has changed with me the last time, since the last time I was here. And I've been thinking back and both of those times that I had been here, I was in the closet and was at very different places. <laughs> my first time here was in 2017 in June, and it was month three of my remote year program. And up until that point, you know, I hadn't done any sort of dating yet. We had been to two countries before this and everybody else was going on dates with these, you know, these people from Croatia and Prague where we were, they were going on dates with each other. They're hooking up with each other. They're just being like generally messy adults, you know, which like I wish I was taking part of, but I wasn't. And, you know, I think in my mind, I still was like deeply in the closet and deeply denying any sort of gayness you know, for myself. And I just kept thinking, oh, I just haven't met the right girl yet. You know, that was something that I always told myself. And I just remember my first night in Lisbon when we got here, we went to Time Out Market, which is this big, big place where there's a bunch of food stands. um, And it's really nice. And everyone goes there. And I just remember seeing like all these pretty girls and everyone was like so attractive. And I was like, so stoked because I was like, yes, like this is it. This is my month. And I I even told some of my friends I was traveling with, it was the month of Miguel because people on the trip called me Miguel. And so June 2017 was supposed to be the month of Miguel. Lo and behold, I went on zero dates, kissed zero girls, and was no closer to realizing I was gay. (laughs) Sad. However, then four years later, four years ago, I came back uh, in June, I believe it was June 2018, and still in the closet. However, and I had no, I still had no intentions of coming out. And I was in a very similar position to where I am now, where I'm in between jobs and traveling and don't really have like the next thing lined up yet. And just kind of going with the flow and seeing you know, seeing what happens. And what happened for me last time I came to Lisbon without a plan was I ended up coming out like four weeks later. It was truly, I went to, last time I went to Spain and went to Barcelona in the, a couple weeks after Lisbon. And that's when I came out. And when I was in Lisbon last time, I had no intentions of coming out. I was not like, okay, I'm here to like get some space and do it. But it happened. And I was like so close to being out back then, I guess, looking back, I was like on the cusp of it. And I was, and I had no idea that it was coming. And so now it's really cool to be back for the first time out. And in June, when I'll be able to celebrate Pride here with some friends. And so, uh, I'm super, super excited about that. It's like nice to be back. And, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what the gay scene is like here. Um, You know, I want to try to make some gay friends and queer friends. And yeah, so it's been a really cool, cool experience so far, just two days in. 
It's also very fitting that I'm in Europe right now because this week we have our very first European guest, Brad Evans. Brad is a certified budding YouTube star, according to FamousBirthdays.com, which we talk about in the episode. And I'm so excited to have Brad here. Previous guest Aisha Khan and I came across his YouTube channel while we were watching the show Heartstopper, and we were instantly just full on magnetically attracted to him. He is so charismatic. He's so fun. He seems so nice. And he's just so creative and funny with his YouTube videos and his reaction videos specifically that are what drew us to him. Um, He's just such a good job. And he has, you know, you can just tell he puts a lot of care into it. And we were so excited about his videos that we decided, Aisha and I, we decided to do a Heartstopper episode like we did for sex education. And so I had the crazy idea. I was like, hey, let's see if he uh, would want to be a part of that. And he did. And so we have him on the podcast lined up for two episodes. First, we have his story that we're going to share with you today. And Brad's story brings up so many good topics. He talks about the dichotomy between his experience with coming to terms with his sexuality amongst different family members, some choosing to take the piss out of him while others made it known that he had the freedom to come out. Brad also makes some really good points about setting boundaries with people as you begin to come out and express yourself for the first time, your true self, despite other people might not really understanding or questioning whether or not you're being influenced into being this way when in reality you were being influenced your whole life to be a, the way that's not authentically you. <laughs> we have a really interesting conversation around that. I feel so lucky to have Brad on reaching out right now because I just know he is destined for such great things. And I know he has a lot of fans that agree with me because yesterday I posted an Instagram to the Reaching Out Podcast Instagram for a my out next, our weekly out next that kind of teases the the guests for the week. And I have never seen the reaction or the response, the engagement, all of the things to one of these posts yet. And I could just tell that Brad has an extremely loyal fan base. And so if you are one of the members of Brad's fan base that know him from his YouTube videos and you're here because Brad graciously shared uh, some of the stories we've been posting this week, welcome. It is so nice to have you. And as one of you, one member of this fan club put it, they were just excited to have another medium or format to enjoy Brad on. And I could not agree with you anymore. I'm excited to have more content from Brad and more ways to consume his content. So we are definitely on the same page. And I'm super happy all of you are here. And just a friendly reminder, if Brad's story resonates with you or you just happen to like the episode, please hop on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a review or a rating. It would really, really, really mean a lot to us over here. Now here's Brad's story. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Reaching Out with Michael Constable. I am so excited to have Brad Evans with us today. Welcome to the show, Brad. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing great too. Thanks. You are looking so proud, prideful, proud. I'm not sure what the right word is, but I love your shirt you got going on. It looks, it's, it's second week of Pride Month. It's very fitting. I absolutely love it. For sure the gayest, the gayest outfit I could have picked, but why not? Meanwhile, I'm like so jealous. Meanwhile, I'm looking like I just came, I like came from the gap. So, (laughs) which is like, you know, I, I don't feel very, very, I'm not wearing anything super uh, prideful right now, unfortunately, but um, I am loving this shirt. So it's great. Uh, it's so good to have you here. I We we just recorded another episode with you uh, earlier this week. And so this is my second time getting to hang out with you in like two or three days. And it's been so fun getting to know you a little bit. Would you 
please give a little introduction to yourself for the fans, for the listeners. Yes. So, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Brad Evans, or Bradley, whichever one you prefer. Um, And if you don't know me, hi. Uh, I'm... 23 years old. I'm a Leo. I feel like people love to know that. So they um, do just put that in there. I'm a Leo. Um, birthdays in August. I feel like Leos get a bad rap as well. So I'm, I'm, you're I'm here, here to dispel Leos. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're cool. We're not all self-centered and rude. Um, but yeah, I'm a Leo, 23 years old. I'm a dance teacher, somewhat a dancer. Yeah. Okay. We'll go there. Um, dancer, dance teacher. I'm a YouTuber. I guess I hate the word YouTuber. I'm not you guess how you can you uh, you got to say that more confidently. You are a YouTuber. No, I know, but I just that's don't an like amazing. The word. Why? I, I, I think. Like it's, wait, why? I'm curious. Just because I feel like people rip into YouTubers, like it's not well, always the, taken so maybe the bad seriously. ones. <laughs> oh my I mean, gosh, yeah, no. true. No, I all right. I am like a YouTube junkie. I watch YouTube more than I watch any streaming service on my Apple TV, and I. Mean, yeah, I am absolutely obsessed. So I think you should be repping this YouTuber title proud because you are a bona fide YouTuber. Yeah. In, so, my, in my I mind. Mean, this, in my mind. Well, this is the thing. Like I guess I am, like by definition I am. Um but yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um I live in Yorkshire. That also gets a bad rap, but I mean, low key, I kind of agree. But we'll get into that. Wait, I, I, I am very ignorant to anything in the UK outside of like London. Um, so could right. you maybe give me some details? Why does Yorkshire get a bad rap? How far away is it from things? Like, I, I truly don't know anything. So, so Yorkshire's basically like bang in the center of the UK. Um, it's known to be quite a rough area, mostly. Um, quite bland, which I completely agree with. Could not agree with more, actually. Um, very bland. Not the most progressive. I feel like if you're looking for progression and vibrant life and acceptance, London and like the South is definitely more of a safer bet. Um, but yeah, Yorkshire's just like there's not much. There's not much here. Like if you're wanting like to do anything kind of outside the the norm, like um, I was hoping to be a dancer. Um, yeah, so I I went to uni in London because I just thought that would be a better bet. And like, if you wanted to be a dancer, like or anything creative, really, like London's the best. What is the gay or queer scene like in Yorkshire? Is there is there one for you to to kind of take part in? Or I mean, like I said, closest closest to like kind of London vibes in terms of like progression would definitely be Manchester. And Manchester's kind of known for its like gay scene, like the gay village. You might have heard of the gay village in Manchester. I don't know. Um, but I feel like there's Manchester, but other than that, like I live in Leeds, there's like it's not it's not um necessarily the most queer friendly place. I um, mean I think Yorkshire and as a whole isn't there's not much for the gays here either. So yeah, I mean it's not got amazing points. I wouldn't really suggest anyone come visit. <laughs> so you <laughs> are you do it's safe to say you do not work for the tourism board of Yorkshire. I can I think I Absolutely can say that not. <laughs> Well, I am coming to Europe pretty soon this week. I'm actually coming this weekend. Um, I guess I will make sure that I don't include Yorkshire on the list. Yeah, of, don't, don't of bother. Itinerary we're we're all good. Okay. You're not gonna ha- you're not gonna have the best time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you, there's you most bad places me, to say. Well, at least I do know that you have some fun on the horizon too. You're going on a holiday to Greece really soon to see your sister, I, right? Oh, I'm so excited! Oh my god. Where in Greece are you going? 
So I'm not good at pronouncing things. So I think it's <laughs> Thessaloni- Thessaloniki. I think that's right. And like more specifically, I think like the area is like near Medania. I think it, I think that's correct. I think I've done a pretty good job there. Um, I was like waiting for Santorini or Mykonos. I don't. I'm not sure about these ones. <laughs> so I can't. I can't help with the yeah. pronunciation there. I'm going there next Wednesday, and I could not be more excited because I mean, like most of us, like I haven't really been traveling much. Like I'd say the past two years. Like I think yeah, t- two years ago in February was like my last trip out of the UK. Because um, I know a lot of people have been, go- have been going like during COVID and stuff, but I just couldn't be bothered with like the hassle of like all the extra precautions and stuff. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm well excited. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I, not to scare either one of us, but I, <laughs> I did have a friend who, as of today, I just got the text messages this morning. She was in Croatia for a uh, like a cycling fundraiser i guess for like a week-long cycling fundraiser through croatia and she was trying to come home and she had to test for covid and she got she tested positive and so now she has to spend an extra five days in croatia which doesn't sound i mean it sounds great to spend five days in croatia but like i think it's like quarantine style so friendly reminder and this is to myself as well because i i am guilty of you know, kind of having, you know, I, short-term memory loss when it comes to COVID at this point. I'm like, is it even a thing anymore? But um, it is. And so just a f- reminder to us both as we're traveling to bring those masks. The, the panic, <laughs> the panic that yeah. I would experience if I was like to test positive and had to like think on my feet, try and organize something for the next five days. That, that would stress me so much. Do you have any pride plans since it's, it is Pride Month after all? Is there any Pride Month plans you've got coming out? So... Right. I don't have loads of gay friends, but like, I have one special gay friend and I've been telling him for months that we need to book things. I wanted to do London Pride. Couldn't do that because I'm having to dog sit for my mum. So I'm not able to do London Pride. Wanted to do, what was the other one? It was one up north. Couldn't do that one either. But I think we're going to try and do um, Manchester Pride, which I think is at the end of August. And then I oh think my gosh, we're going to Yeah, we have it late here. Like I know you guys like have yours like june right yeah and even like uh like last weekend i think in la west hollywood pride was last weekend which i had no idea it was so early either i one of my friends sent me photos from it and i was like what the hell it's like june 1st basically <laughs> i'm used to pride being at the end of the at the end of june like the last weekend of june that's when it was for san francisco i used to live there or i still i I kind of live there i, I don't know where i live at the moment but uh anyway san francisco that's is at the end though. of the month yeah it is fun impulsive I am winging it beyond belief right now, and it is a little scary, but also kind of fun. Just go with it. Go with the flow. I know. I am. This used to be like my lifestyle. I used to do this, and so it's just weird being back in it after a couple years of being more stationary, and so I'm just like getting getting back in the swing of things, I guess, Uh, but it it is fun. It's exciting, but also it's like where the hell am I staying next week? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that I'm saying go with the flow and like live freely, but I could like I could not be further away from that. Like, I'm a planner. I need to know well in advance. You know, so, I mean, Brad, this, this I'm, is, I, I'm like learning so much about you this week because I would not have guessed that about you. I don't know. And I, I want this to really? be a nice little segue into like how you even came to this podcast or how, how this came to be, you being a guest on the show. And... I'm going to, I'll bring it back a couple of weeks ago to, I believe it was episode 23, where my dear friend Aisha Khan and I talked about sex education. 
We accidentally did a whole Such episode. Such a good episode, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was totally off the cuff. We did not. We planned for it to be like we'll talk about it for like five to ten minutes, and then move on to Aisha's story. But it evolved into its own like fifty-minute episode, and we're like, wait, that was actually really, really fun. What's next? Like, let's do another show. And so, Heartstopper, the show on Netflix, that just came out recently, came out right around the time that we recorded that episode. I remember I was like home one day. I think I was like hungover on a Sunday and I watched the entire... I just binged the entire thing that day because I didn't want to move. I wish I could have done that, honestly. <laughs> it was... Honestly, waited, it was Waited a week in between. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I did it all in one day. And as soon as I... Like, I just started rifling off these voice notes and text messages to Aisha. And she sent me some of the voice notes, the first one I sent her. And it was about our favorite scene that we talk about a lot in the in our episode. But um, it's so, actually so funny. And anyways, so we got into Heartstopper. We became obsessed. We're like, oh, we should do a Heartstopper episode. And in during the, the next couple of weeks, Aisha sent me a link to a particular YouTuber's YouTube channel. I think the first one I I was I was sent from her was specifically uh, your recap. And oh, let me back up a second. So Aisha sends me a link to Brad's YouTube channel, and Brad does these reaction videos while he's watching a series, and he records his reactions and then edits them and does some like masterful editing and adds a lot of extra character and humor and just it makes it so entertaining. And Aisha sent me one of his links for the first for the first time about Heartstopper because Brad was reviewing Heartstopper. And it was about my favorite scene that I like am absolutely obsessed with and I like cry when I watch it. And I was just like, oh my God, who is this guy? He's so funny. He's so fun. He's so like... <laughs> a literal crazy person. <laughs> he's a crazy person. I am truly obsessed with him. And so then it, then it kind of just evolved into Aisha and I watching all of his reaction videos to Heartstopper, sending them to each other, sending like little clips and stuff. And then it was, it was like two weeks ago, I was... I, I forget what I was doing. I think I was maybe editing a podcast episode and I was just like, I don't know, feeling a little spicy. And I texted Aisha, I go, should I message Brad and see if he would be on our podcast to do this Heartstopper episode? And so I did. And then to my absolute delight, you responded and said you were in. And, and I responded so, quick. I was on that. You were on it, which is also impressive. Well, I saw it and I was like, wait, I've got to get on this straight away. I was like, I'm not having this slip through my fingers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm so happy you did because... And then I, I told Aisha right away and we were like, ah! Like it was... <laughs> <laughs> we were both very, very excited. And so essentially um, for the listeners, there's going to be a future episode after this one where the three of us, the first ever three-person uh, episode on reaching out. We recap some of our favorite moments from Heartstopper, and it was so fun. And we shot it the other day, and and it's a really good episode. So you need to listen to it. You need to listen to it. It's so good. Um, I really like the three person dynamic. By the way, that was really fun for me. I, yeah, I, we could I really enjoyed each it. Other. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and so, anyways, that is how I met Brad and how Brad has come to be a guest on Reaching Out. And it's been, it's so exciting, and it's been so good to have you. And let's dive Thanks. into let's dive into your rainbow flags. Let's go to the rainbow flag segment. Um, so, Brad, when you're thinking back, as you know, when you were growing up, before you maybe before maybe even you were out to yourself or to your family or friends, what what were the signs or those rainbow flags that kind of that are sprinkled throughout your history that you know kind of kind of pointed you in this direction? 
So um, a few do spring to mind. I don't have to dig too deep, to be honest. Um, I've, I'll, I'll start with this one because I think this may be the best one. Um, I'd say when I was like seven, eight years old, because um, I'm, I'm quite a creative person. I look, I'm a, quite a visual person. I'm also quite a flamboyant person. Um, so yeah, as a young little gay boy, I did used to get any towel bed sheet um with accessories so i'd pick up a belt and i would literally stand in the mirror and make garments yeah like, just imagine me small tiny little twinkie boy um <laughs> in like and i'd get i even remember how I, I used to do it i used to get the two corners of like a bed sheet or a towel if it was big enough and i'd like wrap it round my neck and then i'd get like a big chunky belt that was like probably my mum's or someone's and I would wrap it round and I would strut around the house. I, I know for a fact once I even adapted some heels to that look and went around my street, which my street isn't the most gay friendly. Um, so I'm sure the, the locals were like, oh, here's the lo- local little uh, gay kid. And I was living my best life. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that was probably like maybe my first... My first where I was like, I mean, come on, looking back, like, and I, I still was like, no, I'm just having fun. I'm living my life. I'm strutting around in a little dress. Yeah. And yeah. And um, so, yes, that's definitely the first one. Um, I mean, that's the second a good one, one. Yeah, I was quite, I'm quite pleased with that one. Um, <laughs> second one, I'd say would be, I mean, very obvious, but I'm a dancer. And I know I don't even need to hear it. Some people that dance are straight, but... Let's be real, that is a anomaly, we'll say. Um, a lot of people that dance, and the kind of dancing I was doing, which was like traditional modern tap, ballet, um, musical theatre, are usually a little bit woohoo, gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd say, I'd say probably that one. That one's a pretty easy one for me to even think about. And then the last one, which is, it's funny that you kind of came up with this segment because I was literally thinking about this, and I think I posted about this the other day. Um, was that like, obviously I loved I loved games as a kid, which I mean I know a lot of boys do love games, but the kind of games I love, like I was definitely a Tomb Raider Tomb Raider gay. Yes, um, and I feel the like strong that's just female like, characters. This is a thing. It's strong female characters, um, and she was a bad bitch, and she was kicking ass. Um, yes, a Laura Croft like, moment. Now, obsessed. So good, so good, and she was sexy. But I wasn't looking at her. In, this is the thing. I wasn't looking at her, her in like a sexual way. I was like, I would kind of, I kind of want to be Lara Croft, you're to like, be honest. Yeah, you're like, you don't want to be with her. You want to be her, for I sure. I want to be her, <laughs> yeah. I want to kick some ass. I want to like climb on some walls. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was, that's maybe my third. I think that's a good three that. I think that is a very solid three. And especially that third one resonates big time. I was obsessed with a strong female character who kicked oh, ass. In movies, everything. Uh, every literally everything. So I loved my first, like I say my first celebrity crush and it's kind of similar to your Laura Croft example. I say my first celebrity crush was Halle Berry in uh, 2000s X-Men because I love X-Men and I love Storm and she was always my favorite in the animated series and Halle Berry was Storm. And I think, you know, looking back, I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a crush on her. I just wanted to be her. Obviously. Yeah. And like, good choice. The pink and yellow Power Rangers, any sort of like fighting game, like video Mm. game. I was always picking the girlies. Uh, Mm. Yeah, it's like Mortal Kombat with the massive knockers. Like I always pick them. 
the Absolutely. my they're my favorite one in Mortal Kombat. Her name was Sindel, and she had this like long ass hair. Know the names, yeah. I, well, so I am just to give you more context of this whole rainbow flag thing, and to prove that it is like mm-hmm. something that I have thought about a long time. <laughs> I wrote uh, two medium posts. I didn't do one because there were so many that I wanted to write about that I had to break it into two. But I basically wrote these two blog posts about all of you know most of my rainbow flags, and so I did a little bit of research on some of these things like Mortal Kombat, but also I like am a Mortal Kombat fan. So I like, I, it is I a great still, game. Yeah. Great yeah. Game. But this girl, this one woman, her name is Sindel and she has this long ass hair. And one thing her one, she has like two main powers. I think one is that she can like screech so loud that it hurts you, which is like awesome. Um, and then, <laughs> which is like, which is like giving pop diva. So it's like that track. Yeah. A little then, whistle note. Yeah, <laughs> that will like rip your skin off or something. But then there's also, <laughs> and then her second one, which is even better, is she has this long ass hair that she just like she uses, uses it, she whips yeah. it around, she'll like grab you, and then she throws your sorry ass from side to side, banging you on the ground, and it's just like it's absolutely brilliant and I'm obsessed <laughs> with her. Yeah, no, I feel that she has this. There's been some like really terrible Mortal Kombat movies made. Um, there was one made last year, which actually was pretty good. But wait, um, wait, yeah, I watched one of them, and it was really good. It was quite was, gruesome. It was definitely, the, it was definitely the new one, the one on HBO right now. Uh, yeah. It came out last year. It's really good. Uh, and I think they're making. I think it got greenlit for a second one, which the, I'm happy about. The, there's one part in that movie. Sorry to anybody that's not. Seen no, no, no. It, this is a spoiler. But no, it's been long enough. You've seen it, right? You have, yeah. I have, um, yeah, yeah. The, the thing with the hat, when he throws the hat and the hat becomes like a blade. Yeah. And it like cuts someone in Kung half Lao. or something, I remember. I think, his na- I think his name's Kung Lao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that part, like I was watching it with my dad and that gagged us. We did not see I, that come in that part. I also was like very horny for him. I thought he was so cute and I was really sad when he died. <laughs> yeah, very that. Oh, I, I tell you what, Mortal Kombat in general, like the people and the characters in that are just cream of the crop. I know. They are truly. Beautiful. Well, I mean, yeah, they're they're all like ridiculously hot and jacked and ripped, and like the girls are like mm. you know have ginormous boobs and like yeah, they they, they definitely waist, know what they're doing. No body fat. Yeah, exactly. Well, you those are three excellent excellent rainbow flags. I love that so much. Um, also, have you ever what the just back to that first one, which is so good. I'm just picturing like young Brad strutting around with these like with these towel these sheets and chunky belts outfits yeah, have you absolutely. have you ever considered like is that still something you're interested in are you ever is there like do we see like a new contestant on drag race in the future for you i actually weirdly enough and i'm not sure if it is just because i'm gay and in somewhat the public eye um like people love to ask me if i want to become a drag queen and don't get me wrong really i've done drag i've done drag makeup before i'm good at drag makeup not just on myself like i'm i'm good at makeup in general like, I literally did my sister's wedding makeup for, like, her, her bridesmaids, like, the, the maid of honor, all, all the things. Um, so, yeah. So, I've definitely done drag makeup before. Um, I personally just don't think it looks right on my face. I have no want to tuck. I'm okay with what's going on down there. Um, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like hell um, to me. So, I'm okay. I mean... I've, I've, I I kind of see it as more of like a hint of like 
fashion like i like i would i will say like maybe in the future i'd love to have a, some sort of fashion line clothing line situation so i i kind of take that as like early signs that i was just into creating clothes and got an it i for fashion well i mean an eye it, they were interesting <laughs> but i thought they were everything so wait yeah. no that's cool so you're like more like behind the scenes kind of yeah kinda. i don't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. i don't want to be be and I, don't get me wrong i would kill a lip sync oh i would slaughter i, would I be bet you would yeah yeah no, I bet you I, would. honestly I, I'm, I know a lyric i'm great at learning lyrics so i i have i have all the confidence in my abilities but i think it's also like the beard like i know you can be a drag queen and like, do it your own way but if I was to take it serious, I'd have to shave the beard for it to look half decent on my face. Um, yeah. And it just doesn't sound like my cup of tea. A lot yeah. of maintenance. So what, long answer, but no. What would your go-to lips, lip sync song be? Oh, I'd do a rap. Okay. No, I will say I, I, I have got one because I remember like kind of lip syncing, like kind of belting this in a club once. And I said to my friend, I was like, this is going to be my lip sync, song, lip sync song if I ever have to do one. And it's Black Widow by Iggy Azalea and Rita Ora. Okay. Yes. Because I know that rap down. Don't ask me to do it because I'm not doing it. And we might get copyright and I'm not sure how copyright works. But I would kill it. I don't doubt Anything that. Anything Iggy I... Azalea, to be honest. I love her. Well, you also you have like the dancing background, like it, it just makes sense. I can move. <laughs> I can move. <laughs> I can move. Wait, so are you still dancing, or is that is that not something you do anymore? No, you. So, or at least so, like professionally or whichever. So I don't, I don't see like professional dancing kind of in my future now, just because my life's changed a lot. But um, for anyone that doesn't know, because I'm not sure if we spoke about it in the Heartstopper episode, but I'll just quickly hit on it now. Um, I basically trained as a dancer since I was like eight. Um, and then obviously went to uni, did dance there. And then after uni, I did literally one contract over in Asia, toured Asia. That was a very, it was a rough experience. That's a long story. Um, but yeah, rough experience for me. Um, and then as soon as we came, well, as soon as I came back from Asia, we kind of got straight on into COVID. Um, so then just before COVID hit, I was trying to get into like agencies and like, I think I'd been signed to like three agencies. We're going to do the modeling, do like all that kind of thing, like very freelance vibes. Um, and then COVID hit. And then in COVID, that's when I started reactions. And then it's kind of just been like a snowball thing from then. Um, and then on top of that, I think it was the October when we were kind of starting to come out. Well, at least in the UK we were. Um, that same October, I was teaching and basically got a back injury. Um, it, it turned out that I like slipped a disc on one side, had a disc bulging out on the other side, and just like a whole list of issues. Um, and like, I literally like last, uh, well, yeah, last year. So like last last like November, October about time, um, I couldn't walk. Like I would struggle like really really bad. Couldn't walk to the station. Like it was rough. Um, and then I moved out into this place in uh november last year and then from then it's just kind of got better and i feel a bit like a miracle i don't know what's going on because she, because basically the woman called me in december and was like we need to get you booked for surgery and i was like but i'm doing better so i don't want to <laughs> um but yeah so then basically now i just teach i teach three times a week but i reckon soon i might have to try and like take it down to maybe two days and um, just because like uh, no time no time 
Um, but I do enjoy it, and I kind of I kind of like being able to like help younger youngest like kids get good. Are you trying to take it down to two so that you have more time to build your your YouTube channel and and any other of these creative projects that you're you're pursuing? Well, the thing is, like now, because like things are like going kind of crazy, and like it's all doing really well, which I'm so happy about. Um, like I, I there's just more opportunities that come with that. So like I I struggle to have time because now I'm taking on like bigger video ideas. Like at the minute, I'm doing like Stranger Things, but I'm doing like four episodes in one video, which is like an insane amount of editing considering how much I do to the videos. Um, so yeah, bas- basically I just don't have, I don't have the time. And I think if I took it down like one less day a week teaching, just gives me a few more hours to do more and like maybe yeah. not stress as much to try and get everything out. Um, Cause I, I like to do more than like, usually like three videos a week, but that's a lot. It's hard. I know, but I like I like it. This is the thing. I enjoy it. So I, I want to put them out. Well, just as somebody who is doing everything by himself to get one podcast episode out a week, I, I really can appreciate. I mean, I know there are yeah, different, different, there are different formats, different mediums, but I like just get, can, keep doing any sort of cadence consistently is, you know, dedication. It, I, it requires a lot of consistency. And I, so I can definitely appreciate that. And three, just sound, I mean, I don't know how much it takes to do a video because I'm not a video editor, but you know, to fill, you know, it just takes so much. And also I will say you are now consistently on my YouTube's recommended video list. Like I've been, I've, I, but I can't watch some of it because one, so like I've been, the video that gets, that gets recommended to me the most right now has been like ep, one of the young Royals episodes. Um, Guys, I told him, I told him before we were speaking on here to, you need to watch it. I'm going to watch it just so I can watch your reaction videos to be honest. <laughs> I mean, any reason you need to watch. But you it said it was really good as well. It's, it's really good. It's way more traumatic than Heartstopper. So, like, like maybe watch Young Royals, but then like probably binge Heartstopper afterwards just to like kind of sort yourself out again because it is quite traumatic. And I'm and I'm only four episodes in. Young Royals is traumatic. It's not. It's not as sunflowers and roses as, as Heartstopper was. Well, that one's been getting recommended to me ever since I watched Heartstopper. I feel like they're like pairing those they're, two they're really as like. like yeah. Okay. Um, but I, we didn't touch on this yet, but like Brad's YouTube channel, like I feel like last time I looked, you were in like the 60,000 followers and now you're in like 70, 72,000 followers. Like you are, I like, you have to be like completely blowing up right now. And it's, it's really, I'm so happy for you because I, I think it's so deserved. Like you, your videos are so good and fun. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. oh, I will say this, this happened last night. So this is like news just in and I Uh-oh. am like baffled. What happened? I, I, I told my whole family this morning because I was like, what is life? What is going on? So have you ever heard of the page Famous Birthdays? I don't think so. That's fine. Neither did my family. But I definitely have. And it's basically a site where you can like search your birthday and then it kind of comes up with celebrities that share that birthday and like information on them and all this stuff. Yes. Um, and I got an email last night that I've been added. No shit. <laughs> onto famous birthdays and i was like what is going on oh my yeah, they, gosh they just said to me like um we've noticed like a lot of people have been searching you and obviously you're not on there so they were like we've added you and they just emailed me to ask for a photo that can go on there and i'm just like what like, that's yeah, crazy and it that's says incredible. youtube star and i was like you YouTube see star. you all right let's use <laughs> i like all right i like youtube star over youtuber so let's that's go crazy and, though isn't it let's do that 
I'm going to refer to you as you, you're, uh, (laughs) I can already, I'm already writing the intro to this episode in my head and I'm going, definitely going to refer to you as (laughs) YouTube YouTube star Brad Evans for sure. Oh my Absolutely. God, that's so embarrassing. So I, I know we talk about this a little bit in the Heart Supper episode, so I don't want to like, you know, repeat, but for fans, for su- for some reason who don't end up listening to that episode, um, you've been YouTubing for, you, I think you said five years or so, right? Almost? Yeah, probably around and that. And so yeah. do you think, and you attribute a lot of your recent growth, like the Heart Stopper reaction specifically helped you, uh, helped you grow a lot, right? Absolutely. And I think it's because like, Obviously, I'm part of the LGBT community, um, and like obviously that's a very LGBTQIA plus like friendly show. I think people just kind of related to me on that level. Um, but yeah, like for sure, that's probably been like the series that's mainly done the best. And I mean, earlier in the year, I was doing Euphoria, and like that was also crazy. Like that was like because i think beginning of this year i was on 23k or something oh my god you have exploded and i kind of like i i always do like these videos at the beginning of the year where it's like what i kind of want for the year ahead or like and i kind of reflect on the past year and what i want moving forward just because i think it's a good way of like visually and like being able to watch it back at the end of the year it's really fun um and like seeing where you came from or whatever um and i remember saying in that video that i wanted to hit 50k by the end of the year and that was me being like that's a lot of people i didn't like think twice. i was gonna hit it yeah i was like this is wild um and yeah like we smashed it already in june so, i know it's barely june and you already crushed you've already crushed that you've doubled i mean i know and it's wild you've grown like 200 percent. holy shit that's incredible mm. well but yeah, basically, all that to say thank you um all that to say like at the very beginning of doing heartstopper i only had 38 so like just from doing Heartstopper to now. Oh my God. That's how Holy much Heartstopper is. Yeah. Oh exactly. my God. So, so yeah, double sure, just from Heartstopper. Wow. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, so I, I, we, I like honestly good chat with you forever, but I do want to make sure we get into your story. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, good thing. We both said that we don't have a hard stop at, at the hour here. Literally. Um, I know. Um, so, so Brad, tell us about like, let's dive into your coming out story. What, when you look back, uh, through all these rainbow flags that we just talked about, uh, where do you where do you think or where does your journey start? Um, so yeah, I feel like not to get deep just straight away to begin with, but as I've mentioned, I obviously did grow up in Yorkshire, and I feel like kind of growing up in general, um, not necessarily my immediate family, but like uncles, etc. Um, it was very clear like I was a flamboyant child. They could see it. I probably somewhat new um so yeah I feel like I was kind of made to feel bad about being different on and like they kind of took the piss out of and were basically homophobic um like during my younger years and I feel like that's that's maybe why like it took me into my teens to like really like understand because I, I think I knew that I was like somewhat different and like I'd grown up being told that I was gay I was just like, I, I mean, okay, sure, but I've not really thought about it. So like, I didn't really think about what gay was. And I don't even know if I knew exactly what it was. Obviously, I knew that like it meant that you liked boys, whatever. But like, I didn't really know what that meant in terms of me. Does that make sense? And how I'd feel about it. Like, I'd not really pondered on it. When you say that you were, you were told that you were gay, is that like, was it the... 
Because I feel like back, you know, 10 years ago, however long ago, gay was used in a lot of different ways just to signify like bad or stupid or dumb. Like, oh, that was so gay. Looking back, do you think it was actually them thinking that you were interested in boys? They, I, I was called a fairy a lot. So, I mean, I guess so. Like, that's how I took it. But yeah, I was called a fairy a lot. Probably called the other F word that should not be used a lot. But yeah, but also like, I don't know why, but it didn't really bother me either. Like, I, like, yes, I felt it, saw it, but I didn't necessarily take it in. Like, I didn't really let it sit with me. Like, I think I'm generally quite good at that anyway as a person. Like, I'll notice something, but I won't necessarily let it affect me if it doesn't need to. Um, so I think that was kind of what it was. And like, my sisters would always, because I've got three sisters, I forgot to mention that. Um, so I feel like that also definitely plays a part in <laughs> the fact that I am now who I am. Um, just because yeah, I was sisters, surrounded by a lot of feminine energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I kind of grew up and they were just like, when are you going to bring a girlfriend home? When are you going to bring a girlfriend home? And that was kind of what I had. And I, I have a really good story from when I was like, definitely not out yet, starting to experiment with like talking to people. But I think we'll save that for the end because it's a really good story. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, yeah, I grew up, my sisters would be like, when are you going to bring a girl home? Whatever. Um, and I always used to be like, whenever, whenever I'm ready, I'm not thinking about it, which I wasn't thinking about it. Like I simply, and I think I mentioned this in the other episode that we've done. And I think I've mentioned it on a, like a video before, but like growing up, like I didn't really think about crushes. I wasn't crushing on anybody. Didn't think about anything to do with that, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so I'd kind of just say that and like shrug it off. Um, and I feel like, how old was I? Maybe about 15, I think. No, later than that. Because I didn't I didn't come out until I was 17. Um, and it was the New Year's of 2016. My sister basically did the did the typical thing of like, when are you gonna bring a girl home? Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh shut up, like whatever, like was not interested. And she was like, or a boy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and like she kind of validated my feelings right there and then. Um and like yeah, I, by that point, I had already kind of sussed it myself because I think I kind of came to terms with it properly myself at like 15 because I think I kind of came across some nude males. <laughs> Either, I'm not sure if that was pictures or video, whatever. Um, we're not going to dwell. But yeah, I definitely came across some nude males and I wasn't put off, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um Yeah, to put it politely, that was kind of how I think I was like, oh, so this is what it is. Um, And then, yeah, so I kind of like sussed it out for myself probably about 15. And then, yeah, she said this. So I was like, God, like she keeps saying this over and over. And I keep thinking in my head, like, well, it's not going to be a girl. Um, But I just never said that. And then obviously she said it for me. So I was like, oh, God. And then I just felt so much pressure. And then she was just like, look, she was like, look, you can say it. She was like, we all kind of know, we talk about it. She was like, we're all accepting. So I was kind of put at ease straight away, which I know is not everyone's situation. Um, Yeah, she just validated me completely. And she's, well, the sister that like kind of had this interaction with me, she's my closest sister. Like she danced with me. Like we grew up really, really close. Um, So yeah. She basically told me that I was, and I didn't deny it. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, And that's kind of how I first came out to anybody. That was my first coming out. So she kind of like, she made it 
clear that it was like a safe space Fine. for you to yeah. yeah so one question though so you said that you you believe you said there were some family members growing up that were using you know basically telling you that you were gay but it was like a different vibe mm-hmm. than when your sister made it you yeah, know, yeah basically gave you a clearance like the runway to do so i guess did you have any issues with those family members that previously were you know it sounded like kind of like teasing a little bit yeah i mean it was just using a very negative way which obviously as gay people we're not going to appreciate that growing up and hearing that when you're trying to figure out yourself at the same time um but yeah basically even now like i know them they're a part of my life but i rarely see them like the the one uncle that does come to mind like i literally see him like when i was staying at my parents house um i'd see him like once or twice a year like he'd come round to like give us our birthday card or at Christmas, and that was literally it. So I'd never really, I didn't have to interact with them that much. I will say there was one instance, and this is kind of jumping forward, but we can always go back. Um, once I'd come out to like my immediate family, which we'll can get into, because um, that's quite a fun story. Um, I I went to a meal. I think it was for like one of my sister's birthdays, and he he was there with his wife, um, and they were sat right across from me and I was sat next to my grandma who by the way is a Jehovah's Witness and she was absolutely fine with it so icon right there icon anyway, grandma yes. truly love her to pieces um she's like my favorite human um but yeah so she was sat right next to me and they kind of brought up at the table um like how's how's your love life like how's girls um oh so they didn't, didn't know yet they didn't uh, know yet. I don't okay well my, I don't I think my mom told them um and I definitely didn't tell them so yeah, they were just like, what's the girl situation? Like, how are we looking? And I was just like, ah, oh, like, I'm not really focused on that right now. Like, I was at uni. Um, so, yeah, I was just a bit like, I, I just like really teetered around the subject subject, and didn't actually say what was going on. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if I think they know now because I think my mum's told them by now. But I've never had to have a conversation with them about it. That's so interesting. I similarly, I don't think I ever came out to any of my extended family at all. I went to a cousin's wedding last fall in November. And so I had been out for three and a half years at that point, but I had never come out to anyone in my extended family. So I was like, I think they know, but I don't, I I don't actually know if they know. And, and I did. I'm like that with like several family members. I'm just like, I haven't told them. So I don't know if they ever got told. But I know. I'm like, I'm just like, I assume social media is doing the work for me. So, <laughs> um, but it was, Surely. I will say I was like, not nervous by any means that that's too strong of a word, but, um, it was my dad's side of the family, which is a little bit more of the intense side, uh, for right. certain people of the family. And so there was this aspect of a little an- anxiousness around it. Um, but I am happy to say that everybody was extremely beautiful and wonderful yeah. about, and you know, I actually, I had a boyfriend at the time and I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable like enough to bring him and I, I wasn't given a plus one anyway. So like, oh, at least I don't sad. think I was originally. And I don't, th- I don't even know if my cousins knew that I had a boyfriend. Cause I, again, I uh. never talked about it to them. So it was really sweet to find out that, a, I absolutely could have brought him. And two, 
that I definitely had a plus one That's that I didn't bad. know about. <laughs> okay, at least at least at least you found out afterwards slightly. You could have brought him if you wanted. Yeah, to. and yeah, and it was like I. It was just a very sweet moment from specifically between the cousin who was getting married and and I. And she just like said some really really nice things and like we want to make sure like basically like we want to make sure that you feel like you know we want you to be happy and like we you know basically she was asking me like why did you bring your boyfriend <laughs> and i was like i don't <laughs> well, know i was, I was like cute. scared yeah so it was well, a good, yeah, because, it was a nice because the thing is we're like so used to like our sexuality being like an issue for some people and not for others like you're not yeah. gonna, you're not just going to bring him just in case like it ruins the wedding exactly you know like, I mean? i'm not if someone's like adverse like, to it my mindset was going so it was like I'm not trying to cause any scenes or like any exactly. sort of conversations like I'm just trying to go under yeah. the radar <laughs> but absolutely um, yeah but no they it was almost like they were like no we want you to like be yourself like it was great well, it was really really cool this is the thing like I I vividly remember like so once I'd come out like I vividly remember having a conversation with my mum because I think I probably must have been like acting a little bit different or whatever. Cause my mum used to say like around the time, like before I came out, I was just like quite an angry child. Like she could tell that I was kind of going through something, which yeah. I mean, looking back, like I can't really like pinpoint things, but like, she's my mom. I'm sure she knows. Mother's um, intuition for sure. Exactly. So like she, I remember like after coming out, she was like, this means you can like be yourself, do what you want to do. You don't have to hide anything anymore. Like we're all, very much accepting of it. We all knew about it. We all are fine with it. And I was like, okay, great. And then, yeah, it was just fabulous times from then. And I don't necessarily think I've really had unrelatable content, but I don't think I've had like pushback much, which has been amazing. Um, yeah. Which, cause I know like, obviously some people aren't so lucky, but yeah. But I don't know if that's because like, I've not, not necessarily told everybody. I've just kind of like told my immediate family and assume Anyone that needs to know will find out somehow. We'll figure it out. I'm curious, yeah. not to not to deviate from your story too much, but in general, I'm just curious about what it's like. You know, because we were just talking about how you're up to seventy two thousand followers. You have you have a lot of Instagram followers. Like, what what is that like? As you know, being somewhat of a public figure, I guess you know, on, on the internet. Do you? Ha- <laughs> um, but do you have to? I don't know. Like, do you put up? Do you have to put up with like homophobic comments? What is that? I mean, I'm assuming most of your followers are gays and girlies that like just love you Absolutely. for that, and like, so yeah. I. But I don't know. I, I I'm curious because like I can't imagine having seventy two thousand people potentially watching something that I do. Oh, it's scary. It is scary. Um, but no, I I honestly don't think I've had. Oh no, I remember. I so I put a video up. This was very like towards the very beginning of my reaction career, so like 2020. Yeah. I did a video on Katy Perry's smile because I, I like reviewed the album when it first came out, and I remember I was not too nice about it. Um, and because I was quite new, like I didn't really filter myself much, or like I didn't really think about a good way of putting my thoughts across. So I was just straight up brutal. <laughs> um, and I can definitely look back now and be like, where was this? But really? I need to watch for this. Sure, it, oh yeah, it's still up and it's bad. Um, and the production value is like low. So like, <laughs> yeah, we've hey, come a long way. I love, that's beautiful though. I kind of feel that about the podcast sometimes too. It's like, I like, in anything creative that I do, it's like, I love yeah. seeing the before and after. Like, it's fun Truly, to see Truly, like this is, this is what's quite good about everything being documented. Like I can literally go back to my first videos that like, grainy audio is awful with my sister like turning her into like some ice queen or something it's, it's rough but yeah um 
so yeah, that's one instance where like, I know for a fact, because so much hate, so much hate on that video, um, was not a good day in my life, let me tell you that. But that was a video for sure where I had like probably homophobic comments. Not many. A lot of it was more just about my appearance. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've had homophobic comments on anything, which is very lucky. But I mean, if I, w- if I was an outsider and I was watching that video and I was a Katy Perry stan, I'd be pissed at me too. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm like, I'm the kind of person that's like, I would never, ever dream of sending anybody hate. This was before I even did internet, YouTube, whatever. Like, I didn't do any of that. Like, I just will never be able to get into the brain of someone who decides that they're going to, like, go onto someone's post and write something awful. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, navigating back to your story, so... <laughs> yeah. Because I feel I took us off the off the rails a little bit there for a second. Sorry about That's that. That's all right. It was a great question. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, I was, I was so... I'm just so curious about it because it's fascinating to me. But um, so back to your story. So you, you had come out to your family and you're with family members who you weren't sure whether or not they actually knew. I guess, where did we go from there? So, oh, I actually do want to tell you that the actual coming out moment for my mom. So... After I, so we'll journey back. I obviously came out to my sisters, right? Well, came out to the one sister. She kind of told me to come out. Then my eldest sister was in the other room. So she just came in and like kind of chimed in and she was like, yeah, we know. Like I came out to her. We all started crying like a lot. And then my little sister came up. She was like, what's going on? So I just shouted it to her, like through the <laughs> through to the other room. And she's like, oh yeah, like, that's fine. So then they kind of knew, and this was like, I think it was on New Year's Day, 2016. And then I didn't tell my mom or dad for like, I think another two weeks. Like I took my time because I was like, not necessarily worried about my mom because she, she knew and I kind of knew that she knew, but I'll get into that towards the end because that's the fun story. But I was more worried about my dad just because he's a very like, Typical man's man, into football, into fishing. Um, Just, yeah. So I was just a bit more, like, apprehensive to tell him. Um, So, yeah, two weeks kind of pass. I'm with my little sister upstairs, and I'm just like, right, how can we go about telling them? Because I think I'm ready now. We like, I think we spent, like, two hours just chatting, slowly walking down the stairs. Um, And she's just, like, telling me how I could go about bringing up the conversation. Because I think that's, like maybe the hardest part is bringing it up to begin with because it's not something you can easily just fit into a conversation. It's not like um, a natural topic to just exactly. bring up out of nowhere. Like, yeah. where's the segue? Where's the segue for, oh, sorry, just so you know, I am gay. I like boys. You're like eating hot dogs. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of uh, sausage. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how do we get there? Do you know what I mean? Um, so, I yeah. don't know. I was just like unsure, wasn't really sure how I was going to bring it up. And we kind of just came to the conclusion that I was going to walk up to my mum because she was downstairs. My dad was at work at this point. I was going to walk up, stand next to her and be like, right, just so you know, I've got something. I just need to quickly get off my chest. And that was how I was going to just do it. Um, So I did. Went in, started off like that. And she cuts me off and goes, you don't even need to finish that sentence. I already know. She was like, you don't even need to. Um, She was like, I already know. I'm fine with it. There you go. Sorted. And I was like, it was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. And I was like, so like, I've spent two hours wait. of my life. Yeah. I've spent two hours of my life desperately trying to figure out how I'm going to bring it up. I bring it up and she's like, done. So, so some part of me is a little bit bitter that she wouldn't just let me say it. You're like, I wanted my moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted my little, like, my little speech, but yeah, didn't get it. Um, but I loved it. This is why I said, I mean, they won't have heard this yet if this is coming first, but this is why I said in the episode to come that she reminded me a lot of how Olivia Coleman kind of acted. 
Just yep. because she kind of said to Nicholas, like, when he was set, like starting it, she was like, if you're going to ask if you can come on holiday with us, it's a no. And I literally messaged my mum, or I maybe rang her, and I said, mum, like, told her about the scene. And I was like, this is you. I was like, this is how you'd act with me and did act with me, essentially. Like, just was completely oblivious to the situation. But yeah, or like, not even oblivious, just didn't really see the serious part to the situation. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it yeah. was beautiful. And then my dad came in from work shortly after. This was after she kind of told me, like, now you can be yourself. It's fine. Um, you can take jokes again because I must have just really been a shell of a human at that point. Um, and then, yeah, she was just like, that's great. I was sat downstairs with her. My dad came in from work and she was like, Gareth, guess what? Guess what Brad's just told us? And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to tell him right now with me here. And I don't even get to prepare. And she was like, oh, my dad just went, oh, he's told us that he's gay. And I was like, what? I was like, what? How Your did he dad know too? that? <laughs> yes. Have they been talking about this? <laughs> well, here's the thing. So they told me after that, that apparently they had like family meetings about it with my grandma involved. Just like being like, oh, I wonder when he's going to come out. Like, You're Jehovah's Witness on. grandma? Yes. So they she all, just, like, they're she, all in oh, cahoots had, behind your back. Absolutely. My grandma's just like, Brad, just be like, she had a really lovely heart to heart moment with me. And she was just like, I just want you to be happy. She was like, I just want the best for you. Whatever oh, that means, that. go for it. She's like my biggest supporter, like with everything. So, yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, I, I think out. that's what that's what parents want. You know, they just want you to be happy. I think. Well, this is I what think, they should want. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I think sometimes, I think sometimes too, with some coming out, just from stories I've heard and and my own experience too, I think sometimes the desire to or the need or want to just have your ch- child be happy, sometimes the way that they communicate that doesn't come off that way, and it comes off actually, mm-hmm. you know, kind of hurtful or especially yeah. looking back. Um, but I think in general, it com- a lot of times it comes from this place of like generally just wanting their kid to be safe and to be happy. Yeah, like them, them just saying like, yeah, them just saying like, we don't really care that much. Like depending on how that is brought across, like can definitely come across like harsh um, or like invalidating in a way, I think. Um, but yeah, so like my coming out experience, like the initial coming out was, I mean, everything I could have hoped. And it was very much in my family's kind of style because like, we're not necessarily the most serious family. Um, we don't really do deep things much. Um, so it, it just made sense for that to be how it happened. And looking back, like, yeah. it was a lovely time. Like, I was so happy that it happened that way. And so what was life like after this was, you know, after your the, the secret was out, I guess? How did you transition into, you know, like living a gay life, an openly gay life? Because I do want to say, I do want to say, like I, I'm so curious because hearing this story about, or hearing just hearing about you, you know, in the closet, in your closeted years, and like being maybe a little bit more locked down, is surprise. I mean, it's not, it's surprising in the in the sense that I know you from very specific context of your yeah. your first year YouTube videos, which like you're, you just like scream pride and like just confidence and openness and like I get that a lot. And you like you're you have a personality that just makes me and in seventy two thousand other people like gravitate towards you, and so it's oh, interesting to hear. I mean, I'm not surprised because you know the closet is like can be like a you know a confusing dark time for everybody, yeah. but it's just confusing to. It's just interesting to see the or hear the the contrast of where 
what I have seen from you um, to yeah. before. So I'm curious how you got from one to the other. Well, I do think in general, because I get that a lot that people think I'm like very confident and that's how I come across. And I think um, partly I am to a certain extent, but I also think like the way I put myself across on the internet is not always exactly how I am in my personal life. Like I feel like when I'm doing videos and stuff, I, I do try and come across like very self-assured just because that's kind of my banter and that's kind of like, I just find that enjoyable the most. And then people have been quite receptive to it. Um, so I guess I kind of am, but then I guess kind of getting getting there, I'm the, very much the type of person that, I wouldn't say stubborn, but I guess I am kind of stubborn in that like when I think something's right or like I accept myself, that's it. No one can tell me shit kind of, kind of thing. And I think that's kind of what happened. I love that. Yeah, I think that's kind of what happened. So like once I came, came out, everyone told me I was okay to be myself. So I was myself. Um, I'd already accepted myself by that point and I didn't really give myself a hard time. So I was just like, this is the tea. So let's just rock with this. Um, I, I, I mean, shortly after that, I had my first boyfriend and before that I'd done nothing with anybody. Like my first kiss was with my first boyfriend, first everything. Um, had my first boyfriend. None of my boyfriends, I've only had three, um, have ever met my family just because that, I think that's one thing I'm very protective over is like, if you're going to meet my family, like, you we're gonna be the real deal so like it takes it takes time and no one's no one's had that privilege yet um but yeah so I had my first boyfriend but I about like even from then to now I think most of it was probably moving away like I said obviously Yorkshire's very sheltered very bland not the most accepting place so I moved out literally the summer after I came out um and moved to London and then obviously had uni for three years where I, was, where I was surrounded by gay men dancing with me, which I'd never experienced. Like growing up as a dancer, like like I said, obviously a lot of boys do dance, but I didn't come across many boys at all. Um, and I definitely didn't train with any. I was kind of the only one. Um, but yeah, so I obviously moved out, went to uni, met loads of new people, loads of lovely people, both in and out of like the LGBT space. Um and yeah, I, 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 I kind of just like became more and more myself as uni went on, I think. And I, I do remember actually there was one, this is kind of getting deep again, but I did, I, I wrote this in my notes and it's like, mm, bit of a dip, but it has a positive end. Um, so there was a there was a time in first year, I think it was after my first term there, I vividly remember a conversation with my mum where like she she wasn't necessarily being negative or like nasty or anything or malicious. It was kind of like, she was just bringing up the fact that it seemed as though I was changing into something that she'd never really seen before. And for me, obviously that was just me accepting myself and coming into who I was and wanted to be. But she kind of like brought it up and was just like essentially saying like, are you sure this is who you want to be? Like, we all see it. Are you fine with it? Or are you being like led by people that you're around now? Because obviously, like I said, I'd made gay friends for the first time. So I was acting more gay and like just, just becoming more comfortable in my sexuality. Um, and I kind of just said, this is who I am. I'm happy with it. You guys can either be happy with it or not, essentially. Um, and it sounds quite brutal, but I think that kind of served me well because then kind of since then, it's been like beautiful. Like she's been so accepting and we've had a great relationship and still do have a great, great relationship. 
One of the best parts about coming out is that you do get to change and evolve and to finally grow into the person that you actually are. Because I feel, I mean, again, I can only speak from my own experience, but you know, you put up so much walls and you put on this facade of who you are to people when you're in the closet in order to like get by and for safety and for, you know, all of these, all of these reasons, um, societal pressure, peer pressure, all of the things. And the best part, at least for me, I think one of the best parts of coming out is doing what you did. And like you're, you, and especially, and I feel like it really starts once you do start hanging around more gay or queer people. This is the thing. Yeah. And you like, you start to tear these walls down and tear off, you know, rip off these masks that you, you know, have just been wearing for so long. It's actually kind of confusing because I, sometimes I was like, what, like, do I do it? Like I played like American football for my whole life. I was like, did I like that? Or was I just like doing that? Like, (laughs) was that like a thing that I was like like, trying to get into? Yeah. And like, I was the kind of person who would let my, my personality was like based off of like my favorite teams. And so like my weekends would be ruined if my favorite team lost and frequently all of my teams lost on the same weekend. So like, I would like go through these, like my weekends would be so sad. And then I'm like, when I came out, I'm like, do I really care? (laughs) Do I care that much? And like, it's, and I'm like, I, and I'm like, I get to pick and choose what I care about now. And it's like, it's so freeing and it's really fucking nice. And so I, I like, I feel like your mom asking that is, is like a, probably a pretty relatable experience to some listeners. I, th- and I'm so happy that you, I'm, I'm really like, pr- like happy, proud of you for, you know, being like, no, this is, this is who I am. And it, yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's setting boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. I, th- I think it was it was more like her just trying to make sure that I was happy with how I like what I was doing, yeah. And I wasn't like doing something I necessarily felt like I should be doing, and it was just me being true to myself. So yeah, and then I kind of just yeah like kind of set the boundary of like this is this is it, this is who I am now, this is how I'm evolving, and I'm happy with it. So I hope you guys are, and that's kind of how we left it. And then since then, like she like I can talk to my mum about literally anything like. We've talked about anal. Like, there's there's no further to go, to be honest. Um. So yeah, we couldn't ask for better parents. That's awesome. And and again, it kind of this kind of sounds like what we were talking about before, uh, where it's like I think at the end of the day, like that. Even your mom asking that question, it's like the the crux of it is really, you know, she wants to make sure you're do it, you're okay, and you're safe, and you know, you yeah. are still, you know, I think that's again where it comes down Coming to from a place of love. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so, but I, I love what you just said about like boundary setting. I mean, I think I need to do that even still today. Like, I, I don't think I've done a great job of it's that. It's a constant thing. Yeah. The more people come into our lives, like the more we have to like suss out, like whether these people are good for us, like do, do they, do they bring a positive to my life? Am I like hindering myself trying to be friends with this person or like yeah. being associated with them in general? Like it's, it's like a whole thing. For sure. Is in Brad, I want to I want to be mindful of time. Is there anything else like uh, for your notes and stuff that you definitely wanted to to um touch on? Oh, just just that just the one story of how I definitely knew my mum knew that was it. Everything oh, else. Let's do it. All right, let's yeah. talk. Let's let's hear it. So, quick story time people just to close. Story us. time. Um, yes, grab the honestly, popcorn. God, this is maybe the most I'm not going to say embarrassing. No, it was embarrassing. I was extremely embarrassed. Um, so <laughs> this kind of happened around the time, this was before I came out to anybody, I was figuring myself out, started chatting to men online because I was a pussy and couldn't do it in person and I was scared and still am scared. I struggle with dates, but that's a whole nother thing. I don't date. I don't speak to people. It is what it is. I'm alone and it's fine. Um, 
but yeah, so this was around the time when I was kind of like starting to message people. Um, <laughs> and basically, yeah, so me and this person don't even remember what they were called or what they looked like. Um, we're just chatting. I think it was on WhatsApp. How, did, like, but yeah, kinda, how do you get how do you get the number on WhatsApp to begin with? We'd have to go into that. <laughs> I'll, you can you can message me later. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so I I acquired a number from a male, um, and we kind of got to the point where it was like, now people are gonna probably frown upon this. I don't really care. It was like the whole taking and sending nudes. Oh um, no, come on. That we are sex positive here. That is between two consenting I'm adults, an that is okay. I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. Um so I was like, yeah, definitely getting into that. Um and I recall it was just one day like any other, and I was downstairs, and I think it was like maybe the like the night prior or something, I don't really know. Um and my phone, like I'd left my phone just on the sofa or whatever, and I went to do something. Which, in hindsight, massive mistake. If you're gay or figuring it out and you've not yet come out to anybody and you're messaging people, do not leave your phone unattended. Password, protect that shit. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I kind of just left my phone because I didn't think anything of it. Um, And apparently, this is what she told me, it dinged like it was a notification. Um, So she looked at the notification and it was from a boy, said boy, um, so she opened my phone. Um, I don't know if she necessarily saw my nude ludies, but she definitely saw this person's. Um, she might have seen mine, but she just didn't bring that up. So she saw that. Um, then I didn't know that at this point that she'd seen it. So I'd gone off doing God knows what, came back. Then she'd gone upstairs. So then she calls me upstairs and she's like, Brad, come upstairs, come upstairs. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. Um, really didn't think anything, think anything of it. And then she was like, look she's like look i've seen this x y and z um it's it's from a boy do you want to talk about it do you want to tell me what's going on and she was like first of all like she kind of gave me a talk about new pictures and how i should be very safe and i was like okay great fabulous really glad we're having this conversation right now um and then yeah she was just she kind of like spoke about it but i was not in the headspace to be receptive to this information. So I was completely denying it. I was like, no, I don't be talking about. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what these messages are. I don't know who this person is. You're lying to me. It is not, not, nothing of the sort. It's complete happens, denial. Okay? Complete denial. Truly. Delusion. Just hoping that if I denied it enough, she wouldn't care. Um, so I was just like, yeah, close that down straight away. Um, and I think, yeah, it was like a maybe two minute conversation. And then after that, I remember... This is kind of like how this thing was left off. She brought it up when me, me, her, and my sister were walking to the bus station or something. She brought it up in front of my sister, who had no idea that I was gay, no idea that I was doing anything along those lines. But this was my closest sister that kind of obviously knew, um, but I didn't know she knew. And yeah, she brought spring. it up in like a very blasé, comedic way. And it was, pro- yeah, probably the most uncomfortable experience of my life. Oh my gosh. I just like love the confidence that you had to just straight up deny it when she literally has seen dicks on your phone. <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's seen the proof. There's no denying it. It was a penis. <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. Um, you're like, no. But no. How, no you're, I have you, no you, idea you plant, what you're talking about. You've planted this evidence. This, I have no idea what you're speaking of. You're, you're lying to me right now, so... 
<laughs> I love that story. Um, so that, I guess that that totally explains now why when you went to her, she's like, nope, don't even go there. I already know. <laughs> this is the thing. So yes, yeah, she, she definitely knew. Like there was no two ways about it. And that just clarified for us. So the dick pics outed you. The dick pics oh, outed absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> outed outed by dick pics. It's a tale as old this time. Wow. Rough times. Rough times. But yeah. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being with us again for the second this time. Been so this, fun. I know. This has been it's been truly such a blast to get to know you a little bit and to chat with you these last couple of days. Uh I can't wait for this or for the listeners to hear both your episode that we're doing right now and the heart solver episode that we have coming up uh in a few weeks <sighs> if the listeners want to like come check out your youtube channel or find you on instagram and you know if something resonated with them or they just want to like you know follow along with this amazing person what's the best way for them to find you um so on youtube i'm just brad evans um I mean, feel free to comment on a video. I'm usually pretty good with comments. If you comment, even say hi. I will say hi back. Um, so yeah, that's that's the YouTube. Um, on Instagram, I'm Bradley with two Ys underscore Y. I'm pretty good at DMs too. If you if your message is nice, I'll more than likely reply. Or if I don't reply, I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I try and reply. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Brad. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I truly, I'm like... I feel lucky that I got you on this podcast when I did because I feel like you're about I feel like you're about to explode onto Damn. the scene. I mean, I love that. The budding YouTube star that you are because again, we're calling we're referring to you as YouTube star since famous so birthdays funny. did. So funny. No, because that is what you are. You are a YouTube star and you're just a star in general. So, um I'm so happy Cute, to have thanks. you and I can't wait to I can't wait to continue see what you put out there and I have now I have some homework to do. I have to go watch Young Royals. Have have me back anytime if you ever want me to come back. If okay. the listeners request it, I will be back. Um I'm happy to make time. Um Young Royals, if you want to do a comment uh, if you want to do a little episode on Young Royals, I will be there. Okay, that is good to know then. And then hopefully this will not be the last that we hear from Brad Evans. So hopefully not. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brad. And I hope you have a great time in Greece as well. Can't wait. I can't wait to see the vlogs. Hopefully we have a great time traveling Europe. Yeah. Europe. I hope I do, and I hope I don't get stuck there with COVID. So knock on wood. I'm sure you'll be fine. We'll put po- positive vibes. Positive. Positive. Vibes. All all good vibes. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If this week's episode resonated with you, please take a second to subscribe and leave a review. You can find Reaching Out with Michael Constable on Instagram and Twitter at Reaching Out Pod, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michael Wings It. Bye bye, see you!